I do remember looking down that we are all connected. There's a fine line that we're all connected and we all have a purpose. What was very interesting, and I recall this clear as day, like it just happened, is looking down and I remember one in particular soul who... Thank you for tuning in to watch the Peace, Love, and Awareness podcast. On this episode, we have Daniela as she shares her near-death experience and talks about the effects after, as well as she answered amazingly a lot of questions. I want to ask that if you are getting anything from this if you would please subscribe like the video comment below and please let me know spiritual paranormal related topics that you would love to hear more about and we would love to cover them thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode Hi, Daniela. Thank you for coming on the Peace, Love, and Awareness podcast. I'd like to give just a brief introduction right now. Daniela is a medium and a counselor. She offers sessions in mediumship and for medical intuitive healing hand sessions. Thank you, Jennifer. You're welcome. And she is nearing completion of earning her doctorate in metaphysics. I will list all of her information in the description below. So if you're interested in contacting her or booking a session, you can do so. If you want to give a background to the NDE or if you want to start on the day of your near-death experience, I'll leave that up to you. Of course. So I'll start with the day of the accident. It happened in December of 1997. My son and both of my nephews, as well as my husband and the family, were going to a family holiday dinner. On the way to the dinner, my husband was in a truck behind us. So he actually witnessed everything that had happened. When we left the house, we went towards one of the busier roads around our neighborhood. And it was raining some that night. As we were driving down that main road, an old man ran a stop sign. And that's where I had the horrific car accident. It was actually the way he hit the vehicle. It was on the passenger front right side of the vehicle. However, the way it was hit, I was the one that ended up getting crushed into it where the steering wheel, everything was in my chest. My leg was caught under the dashboard. I'm very grateful we were hit the way we were because where my son was sitting, had it been any different, I would have been living a life of a nightmare until today and moving forward. So I'm very grateful that I got all the impact. When we were hit, immediately I could not breathe. I realized I was not able to expand my lungs, get any oxygen in, and I intuitively knew this was it. I was going to die. I looked around. I saw both my nephews in the back of the car. They were fine. I looked at my son. He was five years old at the time. He did have a little bit of blood under his nose. However, when you can't breathe, you can't talk. He was talking to me and I couldn't answer him. When that happened, my husband ran right to the vehicle. He jumped out of the truck and ran right to our vehicle. And he looked at me and I guess he thought I was okay. Didn't realize I wasn't breathing, but he saw blood under our son's nose. So he went over to him, rightfully so. 
he did the right thing uh, with making sure my son was okay. At that point, I was beeping the horn very aggressively because I, I could not breathe. Instantaneously, I literally saw my whole life flash in front of me. Right after that, I can tell you, I was in excruciating pain. I was literally crushed. I had a lot of injuries, a lot of impact, a lot of internal bleeding. Right after seeing my whole life flash in front of me, every worry that I could have had then came over me. And my worries were, how is my son going to be? Is he okay? What's going to happen in his life? Because I, I pretty much knew I was dying because I could not breathe anymore. And then after every possible worry, that could have possibly come to me and did. After that, I ended up somewhere else, somewhere I've never been, never saw. However, I have to admit, it was the most peaceful place ever. Now, I remember not being in my physical body anymore. And I remember my head was to the left and my feet were to the right. I didn't feel any type of like floating sensation or anything. There was a very strong presence around me, not that I could see, just feel. It was a very strong presence and it was more male dominant in that respect. And I was almost like forced to look at my physical body dead, meaning I remember seeing my eyes were closed. I wasn't breathing. That physical body wasn't breathing, but my soul was away. I would say about six feet away from the physical body. But I knew I wasn't breathing. I knew I was dead. My physical body was dead. And I knew from, you could call it telepathy. It's just a knowing. And I knew that I had to say goodbye to my physical body, which I did, ended up doing. And after that, I literally started looking around and observing all of my surroundings. And it was very interesting because when I first got there, everything was in black, gray, and white contrast. There were no colors yet. I remember looking around. There were no floors, no walls, no windows. Everything was just open. There was no time, no clocks, <clears throat> pardon me, no, no dates, and definitely no worries at all. Everything was very peaceful. I've had a lot of people ask me, Daniela, can you explain what this piece felt like? And I tried to give him an analogy that I feel is really appropriate with this by asking them, what makes you peaceful? I'll get some souls that will say, taking a bath makes me peaceful, listen to music, lighting a candle. There's all different variations. So of course, I have to say, try and multiply that by infinity because that's what it's like there. Also, with looking around, I got to see infinity. There was no end to where I was at all. No end in sight. It just kept going and going and going. I was also one of the NDEers that experienced a near-death experience where I was actually able to look down on Earth, where I got to see pretty much every city, state, and country. It was very clear to me how and what each soul is doing on earth, meaning living out their purpose, because every single one has a purpose, be it good, bad, or indifferent. They each have a purpose. So after looking around and observing a lot, I also received an enormous amount of information. <clears throat> and again, this was all in knowing. You just knew. It was like a download of so much information that if I have tried to express it, I would probably have to write at least a book or two just to put all that information out. 
of what I received. There was a point where I was starting, well, my soul was starting to turn at about a 35, 40 degree angle to the left, as if I was turning away from the dead physical body that I was leaving and going somewhere else while I was doing this. That's when colors were presented. The colors were, I hate to use this statement, but it's really the truth. We're out of this world because, you know, we have a lot of absolutely beautiful colors here and artists do amazing work with colors and they're beautiful, but it's nothing like what's there. The colors there are so vivid and bright and our colors compared to that are like very dull, you know, in comparison, but absolutely beautiful place. Absolutely very peaceful. And I can tell you upon arriving there, I remember literally like saying to myself, wow, this is home. Meaning we all have a home here, but it's nothing like there. Nothing. You just know your home. Now, <clears throat> after seeing all the beautiful colors and looking around, all the download of information, um, and it happened rather quick. It was a lot of information. When I was turning 35 to 40 degrees to the left, I knew I was leaving to go somewhere else. I never got to go to somewhere else yet, but I will tell you before, I didn't know if I believed in reincarnation or not. But after leaving that and turning away, heading somewhere else, today I can say I believe in it 100%. I don't have any question in my mind when it comes to reincarnating. Our soul definitely lives on as mine did outside of my physical body. I'm 100% positive on that because that was my experience that I got to see for myself and go through. However, as I was turning again, that's when I got pulled back. Now, when I got pulled back, I was actually in the ambulance and I remember telling the paramedic, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. And he kept reassuring me now that you're talking, you can breathe. Keep talking to me. Keep your eyes open. He was just really trying to keep me with him. Um, once I got to the trauma unit, they took me right back into a room. I had tons of doctors and nurses working on me. I, from what my husband told me, they worked about six hours on me to stabilize me. And they did come out of the room a couple of times to let him know that we are not sure if we could stabilize her, but we're trying everything that we can do. And mind you, my husband was running from where I was to the emergency room where my son was. And thank God my son was fine. He didn't have a broken bone or anything. I mean, it was traumatic to go through, especially at, at that age but he's doing great. He's thrived. He's done amazing. However, I know they worked on me for quite a bit until they could finally stabilize me and get me into a room. I did stay in the hospital for a little bit. I had sustained an enormous amount of injuries. I stopped counting at 30 surgeries, but more realistically between surgeries and invasive things that I've had to do, I know I'm easily in the fifties, if not more. With that, I did have quite a bit of nerve damage and until that was found and, you know, helped, I had to use wheelchairs periodically. I had to use a cane. It was a very rough road. I literally had to go through intense physical therapy, rehab, aqua therapy, and learn to breathe. Even breathing normal, I wasn't doing. It was very shallow. So they were helping me to breathe properly, to use my muscles properly. It was a lot to go through. There were a lot of injuries. Even through the years, I kept having episodes of bleeding internally from areas where I ended up losing parts of my body from it. It was, it was pretty horrific, Jennifer. It was pretty horrific to go through. It was a long process. Looking back today with all the gifts that I received, I can honestly say that, of course, that was supposed to happen. And everything that I thought before, for example, what we were discussing earlier, 
I went to college. I took a bunch of psychology. I went on with radiology and practiced with that for a long time. And I thought I had it good. I really did until I had the accident. But after the accident, after a lot of rehab and coming back to as much as I possibly could with a, a more normalized life, it literally pushed me to go a little deeper in education where I will be finishing my doctorate in a couple of weeks. It's just a matter of receiving the degree. Everything else is done, all the work, the modules and everything. I realized this was all gearing me towards my purpose. It was hard to do all this. I'm also 55 years old. I can say today I'm very grateful for what I've had to go through to be where I am today. As today, I'm able to help people all over the world and have received amazing gifts and knowledge, whether it's healing with my hands, mediumship, whether it's medical intuition, it's just a knowing that with the download and information, it all falls hand in hand with everything in my purpose. Thank you so much for openly sharing what at the time I'm sure was a very traumatic situation. If you don't mind, I did have a couple of questions about your NDE specifically. Of course, please. So as I was listening, you mentioned at a point that you, I'm not sure if you were in this space that a lot of indie ears mentioned the void. I'm not sure if you were in the void or where you were exactly, but you mentioned being able to look down at earth directly and see like many, many souls. I was just kind of curious if you could kind of go into that a little bit more. Absolutely. I think I understand where you're, what you're trying to get out. So yes, absolutely. It was actually pretty interesting because I do remember looking down that we are all connected. There's a fine line that we're all connected and we all have a purpose. What was very interesting, and I recall this clear as day, like it just happened, is looking down. And I remember one in particular soul who, who happened to be Asian in nature. This guy fascinated me from up there in the sense that his vibration, his frequency, the light around him was absolutely so bright. Not that others didn't have it. It just really stood out. And, you know, it takes years to process what you've been through. And I find that found out after meeting other people that have had this experience that it does take a long time to process what you've had. It's hard to come out and share all this because how do you explain something that you can't prove? Like you can't explain to people. You can only try your best as to what your experience was here in earthly terms. You know what I mean on that? But it was very interesting. And, and after like thinking about that quite a bit, because it was it was pretty fascinating what I saw with him. Even today, when I think about it, I just feel like this man has died and came back with some really special thing as well. I couldn't make anything else out with that because of how profound it stood out. Right. And, and again, please understand, it's not other people weren't vibrating frequencies. You know, they didn't have light. This was just pretty profound. Like it's stuck with me. Here I am almost, what is it? 27, almost 28 years. And I still remember the whole thing. I remember it like it was yesterday. So it was very interesting. But also to answer your question, again, there's everyone is connected. Everyone has a purpose. The best way for me to explain it is, for example, if you've ever been to like bumper cars, right? So you'll get in the bumper car and there's that antenna that that touches like the ceiling and the sparks, right? And those sparks and that antenna is what moves you. And that was pretty much like the best analogy I could give. There's a strong connection in every single soul at a very specific purpose. And again, good, bad, or indifferent. 
they all have a purpose. How were you able to like gauge each soul's vibration? What was very interesting is when we think about the world, example, looking at a map, we see how large the world is, right? But from up there, it's not as big. It's not as big at all. So there, there was a lot to see. It was very interesting. It wasn't just how everyone's connected and how everyone's purpose. It's, it was all multicultural, multidimensional. It, it was very intriguing, very enlightening, and definitely extremely informative. So it almost sounds as from what I've heard from other people that have shared their near-death experience, like you said, it was just a knowing, but it's probably yes. also hard to put it into English. Right. So it's a definite knowing. For example, what I was explaining, there was a male dominant presence, but you couldn't see a male figure. But it's a very, very clear, defined knowing of all the information, all the intake, all of what you're seeing. It's a knowing, very different than here. Here, of course, we articulate words to communicate, verbalize. However, there it was a complete knowing. I want to backtrack just a little bit. Of um, course. I'm curious, prior to your NDE, were you spiritual or religious? Did you have a strong intuition or how was your life prior? Sure. So as far back as I can remember, you know, being a child, I always had very strong intuition and premonition to the point where my stomach would hurt from it. Like, because that was the only way I could explain it as a child that my stomach was hurting, but I knew certain things that were happening, you know, even if I wasn't around, I just had that knowing. I was always very spiritual, but not anything like after this near-death experience that really changed my life completely in so many ways. And I embrace it. I, I see it as a blessing. I really do. And again, I didn't have the gifts that we were talking about, but coming back, that was significantly different. I remember the first time that I saw a spirit, a soul. It actually scared me the first time because I myself had no idea what was going on. It literally scared me. Like I had to go talk to spiritual leaders and got help. And they explained to me why I was able to see it. As a matter of fact, they had me work with someone who works with people with NDEs. So this person had a lot of knowledge, but he basically explained to me that that channel is always going to be open for me because I've been there. And because I got pulled back, I never shut the door. So it's always going to be an open channel. However, I could always go and close the door, but I never did because after understanding it, that was the first time it happened. After understanding it, just to me, it's, it's very peaceful because it helps. Not only me, it helps a lot of people. I get a lot of information. All right. So I wanted to ask you a few questions on the topic of NDEs that I think will be helpful to a lot of people that probably have these same questions. And you've actually already answered a couple of them. So <laughs> one of the questions that we touched on a little bit earlier before we started recording, which was you mentioned that prior to your near-death experience that you didn't believe in reincarnation. I didn't know what to believe. You know, it was 50 this way, 50 that way. That, that totally makes sense. But you mentioned after the experience that you definitely believe in reincarnation. Um, Absolutely. Because my soul 
was outside of my physical dead body, but my soul was still very much alive. And like I said, I was turning 35 to 40 degrees to the left to go somewhere else. I just knew I was heading somewhere else. Now, I know reincarnation, some souls reincarnate right away. Some can take up to 2000 years. So for me, I was definitely heading somewhere. But as I got pulled back, obviously that ended that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, especially as someone who communicates with the other side, what is the purpose of reincarnation? What do I believe it is? Like my opinion. Yeah. So one is we are, I do believe all souls continue to evolve and continue to vibrate higher and have higher frequencies and be able to constantly evolve higher and higher levels. What I can tell you for sure is life is so perfect at teaching you certain lessons. And until you learn those lessons, life is going to throw them at you over and over until you learn it. And after your near-death experience, looking back, what would you say was the most profound knowing or knowledge that you learned during your near-death experience? What was the most profound thing you learned? You cannot be narrow-minded here. There's a lot of activity that doesn't meet the eyes. There's a lot of things that go on in, on earth, for example. And mind you, I respect doctors, scientists. I respect all of those communities highly. But I will say that on earth, everything has to be scientifically proven in order for it to exist. But you have to also understand we don't have the tools that can measure precisely what goes on here. But because we can't scientifically prove them does not mean they don't exist because many of them very well do exist. So having that open mind is so crucial here and it's going to become even more crucial in years to come. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. I was listening to a podcast earlier and one of the things that the physicist pointed out that today, 2023, a lot of people look at string theory and they might say, oh, that's crazy. But if you look at, say, 200 years ago, if you would have told them that we would discover electricity or, you know, the ability to make phone calls, basically send messages over the air to the other side. Right. You know, they, they would have thought that's crazy. That's impossible. And then that's where I have a big problem because what I try to really help people to understand is when someone says, oh, you're crazy or that's crazy, that's impossible. You have to understand that that soul is telling you their actual limitations because they can't see beyond that. So they're identifying it that way. But that's not how it is. How do I nail every mediumship session with people that I don't know? I know nothing about. To the contrary, they're oceans and oceans away. What's coming in? Do they have tools to measure that? No. Do they have ways of, of proving that? No. But how can every single person say, Daniela, there's no way you could have known this or there's no way you could have seen this? Well, I always do. So how are you going to prove that scientifically? 
And I'm not talking one or two people. I'm talking hundreds of people. That's part of the problem here that I was trying to explain that scientifically, you can't prove that. But look at how many, I mean, I love that, you know, they're always testing for it. I love now that doctors are getting together with like astronomers and they're blending in a lot of more people that have information on so many different things, but yet they're coming together. I think there was a report actually that I read, which, which I found very interesting, where a neurosurgeon got together with, I believe it was an astronomer. And when they were looking at a brain scan and then they were looking at the universe, the solar and everything above, everything was pretty much wrapped out the same. And that was very interesting and enlightening. And I feel that that's a really, really big step on the science level, right? So I'm not a scientist. I can't explain how that works. I'm an experiencer that has this gift, but I know 100% it's there. Otherwise, I would never be able to do that. For example, also medical intuition. I'll give you one example. I have a lady who has been suffering. I have quite a few very interesting cases, but I'll use this one as an example, who has been suffering from migraines since her teenage years. Horrible, horrible migraine. And she was referred to me by someone because she's now, I believe, in her 60s. She's been suffering all her life to the point where she had to sit in a dark room, no sound, couldn't do a lot. If you ask her what her pain you know, level is from one to 10, she's way over and has always been. So she came recommended to me for a medical scan a medical intuition. Now, I don't know this lady. I've never met her, nor did I know anything about her history, medically, whatever, in general, right, for example. So when she came into the office, I talked to her, of course, introduced myself, get to know a little bit about each other, a little intake, and come to find out when I was scanning her, and mind you, when I do a medical scan, I'm not touching anyone, okay? Uh, in other words, it's literally, I get everything in visuals, even the mediumship. And then I have to interpret, right, or translate. I was doing her medical intuition scan. And it was very interesting because I could see a little bit of stuff, but nothing very definitive. This was one of my clients that I actually held both of her hands because I also wanted to use certain energies that I know also clarify visuals a lot more. And because hers was a little bit harder, I had held both of her hands. And when I did that, everything came to me in the visuals. Very interesting. And I had found a red bubble that was in her neck. Okay. Now, again, that was the only thing I held her hand. Her next appointment was a hands-on, right? I get to her neck and there's a lump that big on there. No one associated that with the migraine in all these years. Well, the true blessing here is the lady went from above a 10 and is now balanced at a six. She doesn't have to be in the room where it's dark and no sound like she used to. And she actually comes and says, Danielle, you can't believe I washed the car. I was out. I did this. I did that. So her quality of life has changed drastically. And this is one out of many, many. And I do get the hard ones. I really do that have pretty much exhausted so many medical means, which that's a blessing. I couldn't be more grateful because any soul that I can help to have a better quality of life, I can't think of a higher blessing than that or a bigger blessing than that. Uh, where they are living a much better life. Even with counseling, for example, the intuitive things, I'll meet someone that is new or someone has been referred to me because I don't advertise, honestly. 
I don't advertise at all. People actually advertise me and it's been all through word of mouth and it's gotten to, oh my God, it's gotten to Australia, Austria, Africa, China, Vietnam, London, outside of Italy. I, I have people contacting me from everywhere and it's through word of mouth. Never advertise. So even when I meet someone, for example, and I'm doing like the counseling, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you have to peel the onion, you know, the layers and the layers. I don't, I get right to the core, meaning I see the core problem. I get to the core and then take off the rest of the layers. It's a whole different thing knowing, and I nail each one. And these people that thought they had this issue and had that issue and all these problems are some of the happiest people today. It's just, Jennifer, I, you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed with emotions because it was so horrific. And it was so much pain and so much detour and so much trauma all around. I'm sorry. No, take your time. But when I get to see hundreds and thousands of people coming and leaving so much better, like, it's almost like I want to say thank you for putting me through that because that's what makes it worth everything is being able to see these people that literally would have ended up just continuing to have such a miserable life. And I mean, I've gotten some really difficult situations for pe from people that they've been through. And it's just amazing to see how well they do. And I'm known to not hold on to people for very long. I don't want to do that. Unless they're specific things, I like to get them better and have them move on with their life. Because you got to remember, these are people that went 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and that's all they could do. You understand? So that's also very important, you know, to me, because I don't want them still living the rest of their life like that, you know, and having to do that. So these are, these are things that just ethically and morally, and that mean so much to me that I can't even explain how much integrity I carry with what I do. And, and it's just so meaningful, honey. It's so meaningful in so many ways. And who would ever say thank you to going through something like that? It, it definitely seems that you went through your near-death experience and it helped you. It served a purpose in helping you find your purpose almost. You're getting well, to help these people who are like the last resort. For, for many of them, I've been, you know, yeah, no, I do, have, I do have clients that have been with me for over two years because they want that maintenance. They just, you know, they, they need it for certain things. Like, you know, there are people that go through her, horrendous traumas, like that have been beaten so bad with a bat and stuff over their head and like horrendous, horrendous traumas. Um, so... The next question that I would like to ask you um, is what advice would you give someone who recently had a near-death experience to help them integrate the experience into their own life and evolve? Sure. And, and I have to tell you, that's probably one of my favorite questions that you've asked because being one that went through it. When you come back here, you don't feel like you belong anymore. It's very different. Um, even though you know you belong, but it's just everything is different on every level. So with that being said, I will tell you that if someone went through an, a near-death experience, 
the most important thing is go ahead and talk about it. Go ahead and talk about it. Don't feel that something is wrong with you. To the contrary, I think it takes quite a bit for someone to go through that. And I think it's very important to be able to talk about it. Even if you need help in processing it, there's, you know, there are really good people out here that have gone through this that would be more than willing. I can't even begin to tell you after I uh, started processing it and started coming out with it, the outpour of supports, there are days I get four to 5,000 messages. And I do get back to everyone within 24 to 48 hours um, with those. Yeah. Plus I'm in the clinic, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this all day also. So please talk about it. Understand that there's nothing wrong with you. It was very traumatic for you to have to go through that in the first place. Don't keep it inside because it's just going to weigh more on you and trying to figure it out by yourself. And I do believe that's part of why it takes, I know for me, it took over a decade to process all of it. It's just so profound. It's so different. It's so enlightening. It's so beautiful. It's so much information. It's so much activity. It's that's a lot to try to regroup and put back together in our more simplified earth world, right? So talking about it, go ahead and admit you need a little help to understand. I did. I went to a spiritual leaders because I needed answers. I was petrified the first time I saw so clear as day. I mean, petrified, but after understanding and I was like, oh, and it's actually been to my benefit in so many ways because they helped me. I they think- help a lot of people. So yeah, come out, talk about it. There's plenty of people that will support you, even though there's not a huge percentage of us that have gone through this. But trust me, I got to see hands down, even people that did not go through an NDE, but are very intrigued by it and read about it. They're part of those four or 5,000 messages that I get. They're part of all that. And they are just, I never realized how supportive it was. And maybe if someone would have said that to me, I would have been able to come out with it way before and talk about it way before. Um, but I couldn't. I literally had to do this by myself because I was feeling that way too. So yes, I beg you, if anything, even call me, reach out to me because you're going to enlighten so much more of really what's going on in our world that isn't, doesn't meet the eye. Yes, please do reach out to someone. Absolutely. Um, and just hold it in. Um, absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, there is clearly a shift or, you know, there is an obvious transformation that's happening right now where. Oh, my God. Look at this human re- resonance. Look at what's yeah. happening. That's the, the, the Earth's heartbeat. Since when did it line up so geometrically? Never. This is the first time in history since they looked at the human resonance. It's always been at like an 8, 8.3. That's the, the hertz of the universe. And understand, even that effect of what's going on is affecting so many people. And you know what? Go to the doctors and tell them my ears are ringing horribly and I'm exhausted and I'm feeling this. They're going to look for a medical reason. But do you know how many people are going through this with headaches too? There's a lot of people. So you understand what I'm trying to say is there's a lot more than just what is in the books. Yeah, there's, you know, there is so much more and 
the, yeah, there's so much that we, you know, don't yet understand. Um, can't even grasp it, I'm sure. Um, but I do think that that's excellent advice. You should definitely talk about it. Unfortunately, yeah, um, I'm literally offering Jennifer or anyone that has had an NDE and watches your podcast or other ones that I've done. If you send me a message, I had an NDE and I would like to talk about it. I guarantee you, I will bump you up and get back to you sooner because I so get that. I was stuck there for a while because who am I going to talk to that could understand that? I will understand you above and beyond 100%. And please do that because you need to keep that peace here with you. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah. A lot of people that have had NDEs, they're very humble. They could care less about things. It's because there's a reason for that. We have a whole different perception now. We have a whole different awareness. We have seen things and feel things. I feel everything. Sometimes I have to turn off the TV because the pain will hurt me. Like if my husband's watching like military or police or something, you see shooting, I feel it. I feel it physically. So it's, you know, there's a whole different, it's a whole different sensitivity, a whole different um, perception, completely different understanding. So I beg you to get in touch with me if you need to talk to someone. Absolutely. Yes, please do. Yes, um, please do. All right. So I have another really good question. Okay. Um, so why I love your do... Question. Thank you. <laughs> I love uh, why do some people who die, die and come back where others don't come back? They still have a lot more to do here, Jennifer. So they're going to get pushed back here. I sure got my butt kicked back over here. <laughs> and honestly, I was doing radiology. Look at where I am today. So I wasn't done. I have not lived out my purpose completely. Um, that's a huge part of it. Huge part of it. So yeah, there's still a lot more to be done by you. Spot on. You're going to come back until you're done. And then you can go peacefully and then come back to something else or do something else because you're not, you're not dead there. We don't, our soul does not die. It's a perception of death that we have here, that that's the end of everything. But is it absolutely not? Absolutely not. Look, these kids that come back and can remember their past lives. There was one really interesting one. I remember um, a kid who came back talking about, he was a pilot and knew everything. And it's just, yeah, I mean, science, explain that, please. Explain that. And their injuries come back as birthmarks. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so compelling that I wish we could just step on the gas and then really just fly through that. And yeah, absolutely. Just like um, time travel. Our government has done time travel. You know, if you ever watch the actual, not the science fiction, but the actual Philadelphia experiment, that they said went wrong, they, they enter different dimensionals. It's, it's here. It exists. When I do astral projection, because I've been out of my body, so I can come out of my body, the physical body, because our physical body is dead here on earth too. It's just a vessel that's carrying your soul. You understand? So your yeah, soul doesn't die. If my soul was dead with my physical body, I wouldn't have been able to see my physical body, look all around see things going on on earth, getting all that information. And here I am again. <laughs> yep. 
I would love to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I would love to speak with you um, and ask you. I have a ton of questions um, in regards to astral travel. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Tons of questions. It's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Sometimes I get so busy that don't get the time to meditate as much as I would like to and to do some of the astral because it's also like, wow, so peaceful when you can do it. It's so peaceful and it's just amazing. But, um, you know, when I get really busy, I just don't have the time to like do do as much as I would like to. But I do make time, especially to meditate, just have that total quiet and everything. It just it helps me also to be able to keep rechanneling perfectly. It helps me to medically intuitively see things clearly it just it helps on such a higher level but go try to explain it scientifically you know so and then i respect everything they do please understand it's so hard for them to uh you know look at the split theory and quantum physics what happens there like scientists became so baffled after that because that's not the way it was scientifically taught and then talked about they're seeing something totally different and it totally threw all of them so they're back at the boards again and then i love that i love that intelligence of always trying to, you know, to figure out these things, but there's a long way to go for everything that we do have many. So we, it's a very long road. We have a long way to go to get there. You know, totally agree. Um, I just have a couple more questions. Sure. Oh, this is one that I'm definitely, I've been curious about. Sure. Okay. So why, in your opinion, do you think that some people who clinically die and come back they're revived they're brought back don't have a near-death experience but then so many people that are clinically dead and are revived do have a near-death experience why do you think that is you know i feel like this question kind of also goes hand in hand with uh you know is there a hell is there a heaven you know why is that why do people have hellish experiences and i have to honestly say that I think a lot of the contributing factors there, and I know it's been stated, but I don't know that it's scientifically proven, but I can tell you definitely that I do believe it's under the circumstances. It's under the, you know, what medications we're giving, what altering uh, states, you know, there are people that are on drugs. There are people that, that, that meaning use drugs, use different prescriptions. There's alcohol, there's, you know, there's a lot of things. And I know that they did studies because I had a question about that because I would get a lot, you know, like, is there a hell or a heaven? No, there is no hell. It's absolutely beautiful there, right? Um, there was no sign of any hell anywhere that I could look around or find. Absolutely not. I don't believe in it because of my experience. I know that um, there's certain drugs that are administered that they have now linked that, like, statistically, these people have more hellish experience under this administrative drug as opposed to not. Now, mind you, mine happened in a park that I had nothing in me, wasn't drinking, don't use drugs. So it just, you know, it, it was very different. Um, meaning that could be one of the biggest differences here. Also, um, memory-wise, um, maybe some of these people really did have a uh, near-death experience, but somehow, traumatically, they can't remember it. I know for a long time, I couldn't even remember the date of my accident. I still can't remember the exact date. I know what happened in December 1997, but trauma does that to people. Like if somebody literally made me sign a paper of a day, my accident happened, the date, I would have to refuse because that gets blocked out. 
So I can't say for someone that's been through trauma and has that experience, I can't say that maybe that's not also happening. You know, maybe some like hypnotic regression or um, a, a form of hypnosis can bring that out uh, more. And maybe they did. They just from the trauma couldn't. That, that would be the best way for that I could literally answer uh, your question on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, or it's in the same way that near-death experiencers don't remember portions of their experience. Right. Well, maybe, maybe these people don't remember it because it doesn't serve them or for whatever but, reason. You, no. you know, again, I'm going to say this really loud here that it's such a profound experience. Then across the board, we have years of trying to process everything. It is really a profound, a life-altering, life-changing event that that happens as part of this process. That if it takes us a decade or more to try to process everything, you can only imagine what we saw, what we felt, how to put it together. We're back here on Earth. How in the world can you put all that into our vocabulary? into, for example, the experience, the emotion, the visuals. There's nothing here. So you've got to regroup and regroup and try to, you, you see, I use a couple analogies because that's the closest I can get to here, even though I know I'm not touching on it 100% of what's really there. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I have never had a near-death experience, but I have um, one of the you know reasons that I'm so fascinated with out-of-body experiences is because I've had a couple myself as a result of doing guided meditation. You've had a couple yourself of what during guided um, meditation? So out-of-body experience. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. So when you are aiming for that experience and then it finally happens, so there's no confusion. You know exactly like, okay, that's what happened. That's, you know, I'm not questioning it. I'm not thinking it's a dream. Like that was my intention and that's what happened. When something like that happens, it's like, it, it just, it's, it's also profound in the sense that it's clear evidence that this is not all that we are. Oh gosh, no dear. You oh, know? No. oh no, there's so much more to it. So, so much know, to more. that point, I can only imagine how much more profound a near-death experience is because that's like on another level. Yeah, it's it's so much and it's so much to process. I mean, I mean, you just, yeah, I still process certain things. It's that profound. It takes that long. You know, there's no book you can go to and read that will explain to you what just happened and how it happened. And then scientifically what caused, there's not any book or anything that you can go to as a resource um, to explain. So you really have to process a lot and it takes a long time it's a lot to process now i love the fact that for example um cardiologists have started doing studies on people that are having cardiac arrest to try to measure where is the soul going you know so they are trying medically to do uh different scientifically uh see what actually is going on but you know the fact that they're taking that step to do that just like the neurologists with astrology and astrophysicists the fact that all these are coming together is 
a sign that there is a lot more going on. Once you've been there and come back, it's a whole different reality also that exists. I want to thank you for coming on. I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, Jennifer. Daniela, I'm going to list all of your information in the description below. So anyone that wants to reach out, you can reach out to her by email or via Facebook, which is how she does her bookings for her sessions, as well as if you just want to reach out to her and have a conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. It was such a pleasure to meet you. You as well. And I hope that we can continue this conversation. Absolutely. You can reach out to me anytime. Perfect. Let's have a great evening. Up. Thank you.